this woman who I believe has the greatest of intentions, who right. genuinely is probably kind and loving and compassionate. And, and no matter how she would approach him or say it. He does not have the emotional capacity or ability to respond in a healthy way. Right. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how to set boundaries even when you don't want to. Yeah. Is it supposed to be when to set boundaries? No, you're good. It was oh, perfect. Oh, I did it. Excellent. It was dead on. This is going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, they're all good. Yeah, of course. And you're always good. Thanks. So, here we go. Why don't we do this one? This is someone who wrote into us. They emailed us and asked us a very direct question. Sounds like a plan. And this one is kind of specific in its questions, but it has broader implications for people in relationships. So yes. even if you don't have this specific situation, you might have one that is similar to it and it will still be helpful in some way. Sure. So here's the question. First off, she said some very nice thing. Hi, Paul. I just listened to an episode of your podcast and it was so nice. I love it. And it really spoke to me. That's nice. We'd like to hear that. Yeah. I'm not married, but I've been in a very long-term relationship and my boyfriend and I have been living together for some years. My partner is a highly reactive person. So often I find it difficult to talk to him. His emotions go from zero to a hundred, even when the topic is not an argument. I also had an issue with him lying about doing cocaine behind my back. Mm. That's the specific thing that might not apply to everyone out there. Correct. But it does apply to this person. This is a boundary for me that I will not have crossed. She says, I am a very grounded woman who has been through a lot in life. I'm very compassionate for people, not judgmental, open-minded, etc. So it is honestly BS for him to say that, that it's her fault and stuff like right. that. I know I'm not perfect. But I suspect my partner is doing cocaine behind my back again. I found evidence which leans me in that direction. I am confused as to what to do. I want to confront him, but I do not want to be met with a hostile reaction of blame shifting. Here we go again attitude or feeling like I am the bad guy. Hmm. Any advice would be helpful. Yeah. You have some thoughts? I do. And it's hard for me because I don't like to... Hurt people's feelings. Hurt people's feelings or say anything. Which is lovely. That would make someone feel bad. Yes. However, my first reaction to that is her statement about her being a grounded person. Yeah. And a grounded person is not going to stay in a relationship that's got someone who is highly reactive like that or lying about cocaine. Yeah. If you were grounded, my first thought is... That's not a question of what do I do? It's like, this is done. Yeah. I don't stay in a relationship like that. Yeah. So let's be really, really clear. I believe her phrase that she's grounded, meaning she's probably not reactive. She doesn't Got blow it. up and get and become out of control comparatively to like he does. Okay. But here's the difficult part of this conversation. If I was sitting with her in the room, there's some realities about the relationship she needs to come to terms with, which is anyone who is doing heavy drugs. This isn't pot. This isn't a little bit of THC. This isn't just a, a drink now and then. Cocaine's a significant drug that alters your brain chemistry. And you don't typically just do it once. It becomes right. habitual. It becomes a thing in your life that gets usually bigger and bigger because it is an incredibly addictive substance. Being in a relationship with a drug user is inherently unstable. Yes, absolutely. You cannot have a stable relationship with someone who's using 
heavy types of drugs and having that expectation that he will be even keeled, level-headed, grounded, emotionally aware. All those expectations that she has of him are probably never going to be met. Right. And I would have to ask her the question, why do you think you have these expectations? Why do you think you don't understand or see the obvious in front of you, which is drug users are inherently unstable people? The whole point of using drugs is avoidance. I don't like what I feel. I want to feel something different. I can use this substance to chemically alter my brain and I don't have to deal with these problems. Right. I don't have to deal with these bad feelings. So now when he's not in a chemically altered state and this woman who I believe has the greatest of intentions, who genuinely is probably kind and loving and compassionate. And, And no matter how she would approach him or say it. He does not have the emotional capacity or ability to respond in a healthy way. Right. And this goes back to an episode we did just a few episodes ago, which is doesn't matter how kind or generous or compassionate. It was the episode we talked about the Beauty and the Beast phenomenon where you're trying to take someone who has these horrible characteristics and by you being good enough or kind enough or compassionate enough, you're going to magically change them. Right. And believing in them enough. Exactly. Right. That doesn't happen. The only thing that works with anybody who is in an addictive cycle, alcohol, drugs, behavioral addictions, whatever that is, is boundaries. Boundaries, yeah. You cannot win them over by loving them more and sacrificing of yourself more and more and more and more and more. You will lose yourself. They have to deal with their stuff. They have to come to terms with whatever it is that they're trying to avoid through the use of drugs or or that addictive behavior in some way. And it isn't until they take responsibility for that, that you'll start to see changes in the relationship. Right. So her hoping that he's not going to blame shift drug users are lovely blame shifters. Yes. That's all they do. They have to, in some way, lie to themselves and justify this horribly toxic behavior that they're doing because they're aware of it. They just don't care. They would rather feel different than be healthy. Right. I'm going to say that again. They would rather just feel different than be healthy. And so I would kindly, gently, compassionately sit with this woman who wrote us and said, why do you want to be with someone who's more interested in their own feelings than yours? Right. Why do you want to be with someone who doesn't actually demonstrate that they care about you? What is it about you that you're still drawn to that person? Right. And again, that's not to blame her. It's not her responsibility to fix him. But... There is a reason why she has stayed in that relationship right. for so long. There's always some way that you benefit yeah. of whether that's healthy or unhealthy. Yep. You get something from being in it. Yeah. And um, that's not always the healthiest right. thing for sure. Even in the world of confronting him, again, at the end of this email, she said that I suspect he's doing this. There's evidence to that. You confront him with that evidence. The first thing he's probably going to do is lie. Right. That's what drug users do. typically do. They have to lie to themselves. They have to lie to everyone else around them until it just becomes too painful. They can't explain it away. Right. And then the only self-protective strategy they have then is to, I'm not going to take responsibility for my bad behavior. I'm going to somehow put like, it on you. Yeah, exactly. That's the only way it works in their brain. It is diametrically opposed. It is probably nearly impossible to stay in a long lasting, healthy relationship when one person is an addict. Yes. 
You can be in a relationship with them. It will not be healthy. It will not be happy. Right. It will not be growing and getting better. And some people choose to stay in those relationships for all their life. Right. But our job is to help people learn how to have healthy, happy relationships. So you talked about setting boundaries. The yeah. only way to be healthy in a relationship like that is set boundaries. So yep. what would be some ways that, that maybe she doesn't have to confront him, but that she can, so that there's not that reactive, yeah. um, defensive uh, response to her, but so that she can set some healthy boundaries for herself. So right there, that doesn't happen. She gets to present the evidence to him. Listen, I don't care what your response is going to be to me. I really don't care. I know what is true within myself. Here's all the evidence that shows that you're using cocaine again. You've already lied to me once or twice about it in the past. And me confronting or bringing this evidence to you, I already expect you to either blame me or get defensive. So your response doesn't matter. I know what is true. You don't have to agree with me. I just know what is true. Mm -hmm. And... Here's what has to happen. Here's the boundary I'm putting in place in our relationship. We will not be together anymore. If you're going to continue to lie to me and spend money on drugs and get chemically altered and not be in a healthy relationship with me, we will bring our relationship to an end until you can change all of those things. Mm -hmm. What becomes remarkably telling in those moments is when a woman can say those things and actually live them out. Right. More often than not, I would argue more than 50%, I would argue, put it even as high as like 75%, which the drug user will say, screw you. You don't love and accept me the way I am. They will blame you, but I'm going to keep using drugs. And yeah. they will choose the substance over the relationship. And then you have your final answer that's just validation of that the choice that you made and the boundary that you put in place was the right one. Yes. Because for a relationship to work, for you and I to work, honey, you have to know that I will give up everything else except you. Right. That is what creates a secure relationship. Yes. Not a perfect relationship, but a secure relationship. Right. For sure. And when people have an unhealthy relationship with an addictive substance, they usually can't say that. Right. Now, the ones who can, the 25% who can, and again, I'm making up those statistics. This is a generality here. This isn't research-based, but in general, the small number of addicts who go, wait a second, I recognize, yes, I am losing something that's precious. So this woman that I love, my kids, my job, my financial security, I'm losing all these things. I better get my act together. Right. And it's not because of what you're doing to me. I'm going to do this because I know it's the right thing to do. I'm going to go check myself into a rehab center. I'm going to put myself into accountability. I'm right. going to let other people have a say in my life and I give up control in my life. Those are the ones that get successful. Right. And you can have lovely relationships with people who take that responsibility and heal. Sure. Just because you've been a drug user in your past doesn't mean that you're a horrible human being. Right. And that doesn't mean that that's what you will always be. No. That, does, that doesn't identify who you no. are. Even if, you know, a person who's using drugs right now, we don't want to stereotype them as horrible people. No, But they're having horrible choices. And sometimes it's the only choice that they think that they have to deal with their pain, to deal right. with whatever issue it is in their life. We want to be compassionate towards them, but... You don't actually help them by enabling them right, to continue exactly. in that bad behavior. Right. That is not helpful at all. For sure. So for this woman who asked my advice, it would be, here's the very clear evidence. 
Here's the history of our bad relationship, bad interactions in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And here is the expectations going forward. You will do these things. And if he responds graciously, you're right. I take responsibility for that. I will change that. And of his own impetus, he takes on that responsibility. He starts to do that on his own. This relationship can move forward and get healthier. Yeah. If she does that and he does respond back with defensiveness, blame shifting, attacking, withdrawing, all those things, and communicates to her that the relationship is less important than the drug use or honesty um, then I think it's time for this relationship to be evaluated and say, is this healthy to stay together? Right. For sure. I, that's, that's the advice I give. And again, I hope everyone who's listening hears this wounded people do what they can to survive, but wounded people who want to get healthy and get out of their woundedness have to make hard decisions. Right. Both of these people are wounded. For sure. Is what I will say. Yes. And we want to be gracious and loving and kind towards them. We're not we're not blaming them at no. all. If you've never been taught how to do boundaries, boundaries are terrifying. Sure. I mean, you started this off right here with saying, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Right. That's her feelings, I'm guessing, towards this guy. Sure. I don't want to hurt his feelings. I right. love him. Yeah. But loving people doesn't mean that you don't hurt them. If that was true, we would never have punished our children when they did things wrong. Right. I put boundaries in place with my kiddos. No, you can't go run in the street and play. No, you can't drink the rat poison. No, you can't have 15 cookies before bedtime. We tell them things that they don't like to hear out of love for them, not because I hate them. Right. I'm just going to throw this out there a little bit. I think that's the difference between nice and kind. Yes. Or is that the two words? Kind is being honest, honest yeah. and even though it is hard to hear, yeah. nice is making it soft and squishy so you, yeah. it's not... You never ruffle any feathers. Yes. Yeah. And there's a big difference between those yep. two. And most people want to be nice yep. and they don't know how to be kind yeah. because they don't want to hurt people's exactly. feelings. I had to learn that that one. Yeah. It's again, if you've never been taught it, then it's a difficult kind of thing to start learning. Mm-hmm. Learning how to speak the truth in love. Yes. Speaking the truth in a loving sort of way is what yes, that means. Exactly. That's what I would suggest this woman gets to do. I hope this is helpful for her. If you're listening right now, we'll email you as soon as we're done recording this, let you know when the podcast comes out so that you can kind of hear the answer to your question. Thank you for writing in. Yes. We really do appreciate it. We want to help your relationship get better, even though you're facing some really hard decisions. Yeah. Now, if you're listening to this, you didn't write in and your husband isn't doing cocaine. Okay. That's a good thing, by the way, <laughs> but he might be lying about other things or right. the honesty might not be there. Or there is the addictive behaviors, which is causing problems, alcohol or workaholism or something else like that. Or there's just that behavior, that care and that honesty isn't present. Finding the balance between boundaries and love is the skill you get to grow in, in right. some of those things. Yep. And it's possible to grow in those things. Continue listening to this podcast. Um, This is actually where, not the relationship roadmap, but the online workshop that we have uh, at securemarriage.com would actually speak more into this because it goes through the six parts of the secure marriage framework. And one of those is responsibility. Right. That's the second, the second thing. Well, and the openness, it was the first, the first two 
well, empathy. The first three of the six parts would actually tag this really, really well if you learn right. how to do these things really well. Yes. So if you want to get better at this, that's where this kind of conversation start. Or if you want to read a book that we get no money for, it, but it's just a good resource, um, it's called Boundaries. Uh, look at all my Amazon, just boundaries. It's a classic. It's been around since I think like the 80s. It's been a long time out Who's there. I want to say Cloud, maybe Cloud and Townsend, um, someone in there, but um, I'm not exactly sure. I'm pretty sure that that's who it is. By. Well, if you really want to know, you can email us and we'll give you a link. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a standard resource that has been recommended to thousands if not millions of people by now so sure. there's workbooks that go along with boundaries and everything else like that so anyway i think that's it thanks for listening everybody we hope that you find this encouraging and helpful and enlightening and educating and inspiring and motivating and I'm wrap it up baby <laughs> wrap like, it up put a bow fun. on it <laughs> <laughs> okay that was Fine. pretty funny all right, everyone. We'll see you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This one's going to be called... Um, that was a really good growly you like that? sound you made. It was like some... Mm. No, that was creepy. <laughs> <laughs> that first one was okay. more like that tribal humming... Growly sound. <laughs> throat singing? Yes. No. Something like that. Yes, it did I do so. I have not been practicing my throat singing. Okay, but you What's just, the title? Just wait till you listen back on okay. this. You're going to hear it. What's you're the gonna, title? And you're going to know why I went, ooh. Ooh. Well, <laughs> the way you said ooh made me think it did something else. <laughs> oh, okay. my goodness. Anyway.